The Bible talks about being absent from the body. The big question is when? Let's answer it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hi everyone, you're watching Inverse, and my name's Justin, and on the roundtable that we have here are Sebastian and Israel and Kelly, and I want to say hello to them. Hello. Hi. Aloha. Hello. Uh, we are studying the topic of death, and not specific, specifically death, but what happens beyond death. And uh, in the past couple of weeks, we've looked at different aspects of what the Bible has to say about the afterlife. We want to encourage you to study along with us, to go to inversebible.org and look at the topic of beyond death. And this is quite the intense Bible study. We do look at the Hebrew and the Greek, and you don't have to know it, but we have the Bible study guide there for you as a resource. We also want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org, and you can back watch the previous episodes about Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 2, and all the Greek and other Hebrew texts we want all throughout the Bible. In this episode, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we want to encourage you to take out your Bibles, whether it's on digital or analog format, and also download the app. You can download the official Sabbath School app created by Advent Tech, and there you can get Inverse on your phone and study with us as well. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. And Callie, can you pray for us before we read scripture? Absolutely. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word. And we thank you that you have put so much truth into scripture that we can see uh, what's going to happen beyond things that uh, we're currently experiencing. And so Father, as we study your word, I ask that you would open our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit. Help us to discern uh, things correctly and help us to walk away not just with more information, but more at peace Amen. because we can trust you even in the unknown. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Kelly, for that prayer. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, please. Yes. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Okay, let's pause there. The paragraph does naturally end there. Mm -hmm. And let's kind of stick it slow. This is a weird passage. I should <laughs> say weird in, in the sense that it's difficult. It could be taken in different ways. There's groaning, there's houses Buildings. and tents and, <laughs> and, and, and clothes and whatnot. <laughs> what in the world is going on here? Yeah. I think Paul's describing the present human condition and experience. Okay. And in the human experience that we go through in today's, in today's life, there's pain. He defines it as groaning, right? There's this groaning that takes place. It's kind of a, the, the picture that he's giving is this groaning that it's what, what comes into my mind is the concept or the picture of, let's say, an animal being outside left to the elements, right, with no shelter. It's cold, it's suffering, it's miserable. And in, 
in a, in a very similar way, our experience is that way. It's composed of, of suffering and difficulty. We're longing for some kind of shelter, from some kind of protection from the awful elements of this world. Mm -hmm. And what Paul is saying is that very thing that we experience, that groaning, that, that, that being uncomfortable with the, the way this world is, it's actually something that God has given to us. It's a gift that God has given to us. Why? Because this is not the way things ought to be. We're not designed, mm -hmm. we were not created to live in this world of sin. Mm -hmm. And so God is giving us a desire for a, a future world, a better world. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So it, we also see here in the text in verse one that Paul is comparing this earthly habitation with a heavenly habitation. Mm -hmm. So we see, he says, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Yeah, what is and, that? And when you think about this sort of immortality, this body that we have now as a tent, which is a temporary dwelling, mm -hmm. as opposed to a building which is permanent, which he, which he calls eternal. Mm -hmm. Not made with hands beckons back to our quarterly on, on Hebrews, right? Where he's talking about this house not made with hands, the heavenly sanctuary. So here we have things that God makes are not made with hands. Human beings have no devising in that. Versus when you're born, you receive genetics and all that from your parents. They have a hand in that. Mm -hmm. But in this building, this new body, he's calling it, let's call it a body. This is something that God has created. And this is made by him, mm -hmm. sewn in his own loom, if you want to use that analogy. Okay, Kelly? Yeah, and there's another option here mm -hmm. that even before actually, before we started studying this quarterly, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I've never noticed that there's a third option. Mm -hmm. So it's in verse four, it says, for we who were in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Mm -hmm. So these two options that we talk about, right? The tent and the building, the um, mortal and immortality, but there's something here that he says he doesn't want and that's to be further unclothed. Mm. And just to state the obvious, if he doesn't want it, that means it's an option to have, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So there's, mm -hmm. there's this third option here that isn't being clothed with uh, in the tent way or also in the building way. So there's this in-between and that's, that's the sleep of death mm. that we've been talking about mm. and we'll continue to talk about. So there's this in-between time that shows that there isn't just this, there's this, this dichotomous mm -hmm. of like, oh yeah, you're either like alive here or you're in heaven, that's it. So just so you can combine all the so we have our regular regular bodies like that currently. when we when yes. right now that we wake up and we're groaning or it's like oh <laughs> we're aching Hit the or like button. it's it's not we're not we're not physically you know fit and we're like gaining weight and then just you know we're dying okay, and just, all, right, all this all bad right, stuff right. happening <laughs> and then and then we and then when we die this but this body decays Bing. so the body is is not around so in that sense we're naked we're, we're unclosed, unclosed mm -hmm. right and then should we be should we be resurrected i know we hope we all are that we'll be given new bodies that these are like now made not made with hands as you made yep. and these are ideal bodies okay so those are the three yep. just to make sure that it's it's, yep. it's it's clear okay yep. great yeah, yeah. okay that's, that's right that's okay it. that's all you want to say okay okay let's keep going <laughs> um Sebastian? so so then you, you realize that as Israel was referencing in verse two, for in this, he's talking about this earthly body, mm -hmm. right? From the current body that we have that's mortal, we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Mm -hmm. And he's later on gonna explain in the text, why does he want to be further clothed? Mm -hmm. Why does he want to be in that heavenly building? Mm -hmm. So when, when you go forward, right, in starting in verse six. Okay, keep going in verse says, six, yep. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 
So right then and there, he's telling you when we're in this body, there is a distance between us and God. We cannot physically be in his presence. Mm -hmm. And so because of this, Paul is like the groaning in my mind is for that heavenly body. Why? Because in this body, I I'm absent from the Lord, but I'd rather be absent from this body and present with the Lord in my heavenly building. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not that he doesn't have a body right in terms of the new building, because we've already established the nakedness, the clothes, either this tent or this building is associated with a physical body, right? Corporal mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying, this is what I want. So in verse seven, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Verse eight, we are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the body that he's talking about being absent from is not a total body, but from the earthly body mm -hmm. that is the tent, with his, which is the perishable tent body that we have today that you just described. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The golden question is, so many people would take this verse and they say, hey, this is a, a, a proof text, if you will, mm -hmm. um, evidence that when you die, you are absent from the body and then you, you are present with the Lord. Yeah. Absent the body and present Lord are equated the same as each other. Mm -hmm. How do we deal with that kind of response? Yeah, well, I think it's once you read the text, it's very clear that what he's saying is mm -hmm. Paul, the, the simple point that Paul is trying to make in this passage mm -hmm. is the fact that our body, the aches and pains that we have, the, mm -hmm. the experiences of the cruelty of this world, life as we know it with its challenges, it's a constant reminder that the reason why all of this exists is because we are not face to face with Christ our Savior, mm -hmm. right? And so constant reminders that our experience means that we were not designed for this experience mm -hmm. that we live. We're not ex we're not designed for this world in which we live in. There was a, a few um, a few a few actually about a year ago now, I bought a I bought a Mercedes Sprinter van, mm -hmm. and it was like my it was one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. I had <laughs> I had I had awesome dreams. It's like from 2006, and I bought it without seeing it. I got my whole family got into an airplane. We flew down to Florida to buy this thing without ever seeing it. And there was a lot of pressure getting to Florida. Everyone's like, if this does not work out, you are no longer our father. Um, and, and so we got there. We purchased this thing. Uh, uh, and, and the very first thing that I wanted to do was to use it. So that very same summer, uh, my wife was, I don't know where she was. She was out of town. And <laughs> I, I took where the, your wife was? I don't know where she was. <laughs> and, I took, and I took the three boys and we went on a trip. And as we were uh, camping, it, it's a camper van, as we were camping, it started to rain. And the crazy thing was that there was no difference between being inside the van or outside the van. The rain affected us the same way. Oh, oh yeah. what? Right? So the water was dripping in. Uh, my second born was saying, Dad, there's a flood inside the van. And, and, and it wet everything. Oh. And as we were driving, they lamented the fact that we were inside this van mm. because it was a constant reminder that back at home, they have a room that does not leak. Right. Right. Yep. And so this, this experience of suffering was, was a reminder that they were not meant to live in a van 
but they were meant to live in a home. Yes. And in a similar way, <laughs> this is what Paul is trying to say. When I wake up and I'm in pain, when I wake up and I deal with, with difficulties and challenges. Is your it body is, leaking? Yeah, your question? body is yeah. leaking. And it yeah. is a constant reminder, I'm not meant to live in this body, but I'm meant to live face-to-face mm. -to -face with Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a great illustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if this analogy is going to land as well, but <laughs> I see Paul. something Paul is saying is he wants to fast forward to something. Because yeah. he even explicitly says, I don't want to be unclothed. Like, I want to not do that part. What I actually want to be is present with the Lord. And there's certain things that I hear my friends talk about. Like, I, so I have a friend who's like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm single. I don't want to be married. I don't want to do the in-between part. Like, I don't want to date and, like, get to know someone. I just want to, like, skip to the really good relationship. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to be single, but I want to be married, but I don't want to get there. And even myself in switching careers to being a software engineer, like I don't want to go through the process of becoming a software engineer. I just want to be one. Mm. Like I just, I don't want to be here where I don't understand things. I want to be over there where I'm a senior software engineer and I'm telling people what to do. And I know what I'm doing and <laughs> like, it's great. That's, that's where I want to go. I'm the and boss. so something that, that Paul is saying here is he, he doesn't want to go through that in-between part. Mm -hmm. And so we're, but we're just hearing, he doesn't say it doesn't exist. Mm. He doesn't say, oh, there is no in-between. These are the only two options. He's just like, you know, like, as he wants to minister to people, he's like, I just, I want to skip to the good part. Mm. Like, I want to be present with my Lord. Mm. That's what I really, really want. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're putting words in his mouth. We're saying, he's saying, like, no, he's just saying that's what he longs to be face to face with his Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to hold it, take a, take a break here. We have an in-between uh, segment to go through. So when we come <laughs> back, we'll hear the rest of Callie's comment there. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. Uh, we're jumping to the main part of what Kelly wanted to say here. <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> I just wanted to finish that in verse 8. So 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8. Yep. Yeah. It says, We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have this embellished view of the verse where we think it says, We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather that our immortal soul be absent from the body and be present immediately at death with the mm -hmm. Lord. Mm, right. It's just we're inserting words that are not there. Mm -hmm. And that's that's just the main point. But we talked about in previous episodes that uh, immortal soul is not a biblical not a concept. So that's an imposition that we put on. Yeah. And also we assume the, the, the timing question. Yeah, we yep. assume that absent from the body and present is with the Lord is the same time. Yep. But we see from other texts, there is a period of waiting in mm -hmm. between for those who have, who have died. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why sure. it's, and, and, it, and it makes, it makes, contextual sense once you look at verse 7. Mm -hmm. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. Yep. In other words, if, 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 um, if our life right now as we know it is full of hardship and it's full of difficulties, we need faith in order to experience or in order to fast forward in our mind's eye to the point that there is going to be a time when we will be present with God. And when we are present with God, there will be an end to everything that we're going to, mm -hmm. that we're going through. And so what is necessary in between is this concept, not of faith, but of sight. Why? Because if we look at faith, if we look, I mean, sorry, if we look at sight, if we look at look. life, how life is, mm -hmm. It looks, the trajectory looks as though your hair is going to get grayer, right? right. Sebastian's <laughs> going to lose his hair more and more. 
right? All right, the keep going. Keep going. Israel's a, going yeah. to. The only one in a positive trajectory here is Kelly, right? And, and, and. Nice. Yeah. 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 Shut the mouth. And so, yeah. Smile. And so, and so by, when we look at sight, it looks as though the trajectory of the human experience is going down. Yeah. Right. And so Paul is saying is, no, you need to have faith that even though it looks like you're going down, God is going to come and somehow make this downward trend. Supernaturally. Yeah, yeah, supernaturally, an upward trend. And so that's why we need to live not by what we see, but we need to live by what the word of God says mm -hmm. by faith. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I love this trajectory. So we, we've done a lot of the textual understanding and study. So what are the, the and, 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 and Israel already alluded to it, what are some practical things we can get out of this? This isn't only a proof that, hey, no, this isn't about, um, about, about what happens in the last days. What is the existential repercussions of this understanding, right? We need to have an upward hope towards, towards, towards Jesus' coming. Yes? That's right. Israel, uh, Sebastian? Yeah, I was going to say also when we finish out the, the passage, mm -hmm. right, he, he kind of jumps to what I believe is really central to his message in verses 9 and 10. He says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, mm -hmm. to be well-pleasing to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For we like must this. all yeah. appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Mm. So Paul is essentially saying this is our aim as individual people within the church in the kingdom of God, is that whether I'm with God or whether I'm here absent from him in this mortal body, my desire is to please God. Mm -hmm. It is to live for his pleasure. And this idea is that I should be living the life of heaven right now mm. on earth. Mm. My goal is to ask the question, not what is pleasing to my wife, even though that's important. What's pleasing to my children, that's important. What's pleasing to my boss or my friends, that's important. But what's most, what should be my aim is what is pleasing to the Lord in mm. every single mm. one of those relationships. Mm -hmm. And by fulfilling that aim, I'm able to be satisfied whether I'm present or whether I'm absent. Because as Israel said, my hope and my assurance is what I'm doing is well-pleasing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I know I will be further clothed. Mm -hmm. I know that my mortality will one day be swallowed up in immortality because what I'm going to be doing there, I'm already doing here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking also, I mean, we can connect this to uh, the parable of the stewards. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, God has given me, I mean, on a very literal level, he's given me this body. So yeah. this yeah. body is is fallen apart, but still I got to be faithful and have good stewardship. And this is sort of the physical uh, health component and, 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 and yeah. exercise, diet and, and all. This isn't just a, uh, a, a popular, you know, millennial, like, you know, just live the best life you can. No, it's how can I please the Lord with the body that God's given That's me. right. And that faithfulness will translate to the, the future hope of translation. Yeah. Yeah? There, you know, we have, this, we have this tendency as human beings to think to ourselves, man, when I get to heaven, mm. when I see yep. God face to face. That's when I'll start yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the greatest Christian. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when I see Christ face to face, I mean, I'm going to love him with all my heart like right. I never loved him before. Mm. And, 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 you know, we have all of these different <laughs> ideas of what we're going to do when we see Christ face to face. Mm. And then Paul is saying there will come a time when everybody, everybody will be present with God. Everyone's going to appear before the judgment of God. And he says, what you do not, what you are not willing to do now, don't think that you will be willing to do then. That's right. And so the, mm. the, 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 the practical thing or the way this applies to us practically now is, Let's not live a life in the future, but let's live a life in the present, right? Let's give to God the gifts that we wish to give Him, 
the gift of obedience, the gift of love, the gift of appreciation, the gift of uh, his stewardship over our lives. Let's give him that now because giving it to him now is a testament yep. that we will be willing to give it to him face to face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Colossians. That, that, that is a kind of a Bible support for exactly what you said. Um, more than gift, I, I would see the, the, the word of fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 10 to 12. May I read it? Yeah, go for it. Says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Mm -hmm. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, I'll stop there. So we see it in verse 10, you see, uh, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing the knowledge of God. So with these tinkering, you know, bodies that we have, how can I continue to, to, to fruit? Where's the fruit? Yep. Uh, not when in heaven, but right now. Yeah. And I, I go to build off of your point, right? In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11, he says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing this, that we all must give account, as Israel said, for the deeds done in the body, knowing that essentially that this, this hope of being well-pleasing to the Lord not only leads us to desire heaven, but it leads us to persuade men, mm -hmm. knowing that people are going to give an account for this. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it beckons me back to the fact that recently, you know, I was talking to my wife and we got some, some really bad news. And, you know, when she came home from the store and, you know, I just hugged her for a really long time. And you think about the fact that in those moments where I've had to comfort her or my children or family members or friends, right? Those are the moments where you think to yourself like, man, you know, the, it's so hard to persuade people right? In those moments to be like, their pain is so real and it's so present, right? It's not absent, right? But it feels like God is absent in this situation. And you're like, how do I comfort this person? How do I persuade this person mm -hmm. that there's something worth hoping for beyond this situation that God's not going to waste your pain, right? And he's able to wipe all of this away. And to me, this is what Paul is really trying to bring the hope through this passage of that even he as an apostle has the same longing that a person who's in abject pain and suffering would have is, I want to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I wish Jesus was here and I would go to him, right? And he would understand, he would sympathize, and he would be able to comfort me in my situation in pain. And this is really where Paul is saying, understanding this reality is what compels us to evangelism, That's is true. what compels us to persuade men, and especially evangelism in my home, right? To persuade my wife, to persuade my children, and to make sure that they are fully persuaded right, that God is able to keep that which they've committed unto him. You will not be disappointed. You will not be ashamed for trusting this promise and believing him that this groaning you're going through, this pain, this discomfort, guess what? In the end, right, increasing in this knowledge and being fruitful in good works and continuing to be a good person and a great Christian in your heart, right, and externally, God is going to reward you, mm. right? In the, you you didn't mention, Sebastian, about groaning. Um, <clears throat> what in verse, verse 2 and verse 3, what does Paul uh, describe the groaning, groaning to be about? Yeah, it's, he's, oh, he's not referring to, and I know you mentioned groaning in, yeah. in our context, yep. but here he's, it's, it's groaning in a different way. Mm -hmm. what, 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 is, what is Paul saying that our earthly bodies groan for? 
Well, I, I think immediately, right, in that text, right, he's saying we're desiring to be clothed with our heavenly body, right? Yeah. That redemption of the body. Yeah. That's so what it's not doing. lament that we're in these fallen bodies. Right. It's like while we're in these fallen bodies, we're groaning for yes. the, the it's, it's pointing forward, not lament of the present. Amen. Um, I remember that when I first went, um, uh, not first, but when I was skiing and I, I tore my ACL. And I was like, Lord, why, why, why you gotta, why you gotta cause that to happen? Now, well, that's another Bible study altogether. Right? Why uh, did you cause this? To happen? Yeah, why you cause this? Why to did you cause me to jump off and, this hill? And and, uh, and this first time, where as a young adult, I was younger then than I am now, mm -hmm. I felt what's the opposite? Invincible. Mortal. Vincible. Yeah. <laughs> is Vincible the right word? I mean, just, just like, wow, like this is what a lot of people go through every time you see stairs, every time you see an incline. Mm -hmm. And then just three years ago, almost 10 years from that point, I tore the other ACL, oh, no. right? So now I'm in this, this like, uh, I'm, it was the first time where I, I had to acknowledge that my body, and this is, I think this is a universal experience for all young adults. Yeah. As you get older, yeah. everyone and every one of you out there will experience this. <laughs> Something will start like not, not, not working, working the way that you think it is. It's coming to a body um, near you. And if you think Absolutely. it, and, and the, the crazy thing is as a young person, you, you just don't think this is possible. Yeah. 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 Right? It's just right. like, but when it's it does, but that has developed so much, I guess one thing, humility. Yeah. One thing, and yearning and yearning for something that I never thought I even had a need for. Yeah. And it was like I'm groaning for like, Lord, when will these needs become perfect and I can mm -hmm. now start, you know, sprinting and becoming like, you know, yeah. the uh, the Olympic dudes. Like it's something that hope becomes a reality. Yeah. Right. Amen. Rather than just a theoretical. Thing. But I think what to to also tie in what Sebastian was saying is that our bodies groan, but it is not the only thing that groans. Mm. You know, Paul says all creation groans. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that the daily groanings of our body, of our, our broken down systems, should be a reminder that we are not the only ones that suffer, yeah. right? But nature suffers as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. animals suffer. Mm -hmm. And all of this should be a reminder of the very one important and critical fact that the reason why groaning exists is to is to instill within the human heart that is hard and, and uh, loveless, to instill within the human heart a desire to provide mercy for a world that is in desperate need of that, mm. you know? And that mercy comes in the form of the declaration of God's word to a, to a world that needs it, because it is only that that will bring about an end to the groaning of this world to, that, that is mirrored in the groaning of our bodies. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's what Paul is trying to emphasize mm -hmm. here to us as well. Mm -hmm. The need to, the, the, the being compelled to preach the word of God, because this is what brings about healing for a world in need. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's amen, true. Amen. Well, I don't know about you guys. This has been a very, very um, fruitful, fruitful study for, for me personally. A uh, very diff difficult passage, and especially when talking with others who have different views on the resurrection and on the state of the dead. They quote this in the other way, but we find that through the context of the entire Old Testament and New Testament, and you can catch up on previous episodes on that, that it's talking about hope for the future resurrection. Hopefully your bodies have been groaning and they've witnessed nature groaning and and you're groaning for the end of this episode. <laughs> also, we want to encourage you to continue studying the Bible with us. Go to Bible, uh, inversebible.org and download the Bible study guide and study this concept of the state of the dead. What happens to you beyond death? Mm. Our prayer for ourselves and also for you is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who has the keys of Hades and of death. God bless you. We'll see you next week here in Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.